Alrighty, we're recording this on Saturday night. The Oscar nominations were released earlier this week on Tuesday. Uh, this episode probably won't actually release until Wednesday, the 1st of February. So if we miss anything crazy uh, that happens for whatever reason in the next few days, that will not be in here. Uh, but we're just going to go through each category and break it down, give our picks for who we think deserves to win and uh, who we think was not properly nominated. So let's jump into actor in a leading role and read the nominees first for each one. Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. Who do you guys have for this one? Uh, my favorite performance here was Colin Farrell in Banshees of Inisherin. I thought it was just a really good mix of a comedic performance, but also like very sad at times. I really liked him in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. I would, I'm also going to go with Colin Farrell. I'm surprised that, oh, it's cool to see Paul Mescal get nominated for this role. Um, he's had a I big like, the, like month. I feel he's like had, he's had a big, big come up. Went from like yeah, no one really, really knowing about him. Now he's like in Gladiator 2 and and like... Is he in Gladiator 2? Is he the lead? Yeah, he's the lead. He's like, that's the Whoa. thing. He's like, it's like news keeps dropping about like Paul Mascal's like That's competing good. with like Timothy Chalamet and and Austin Butler and and uh, like Miles Teller for all these roles and stuff. And people are just like, who the fuck is this guy? Wow. And it's like it's it's oh, because yeah. I, of mean, this. I saw I watched Normal People and that came out and it was really good. He was amazing in that, and then he's really taken off since then. So good for him. Um, yeah, I I'm with you guys on Colin Farrell. I I thought. Fantastic movie with great writing, and that that always uh, amplifies the performance. Uh, Brennan Fraser is another pick where I, I mean I feel like he, he he did something crazy this year. He has a great story going behind him. I could easily see that happening. Uh, but yeah. I'm kind of and and again I I'm hoping for Colin Farrell, but I I kind of just feel like Austin Butler is gonna sweep and win this one. Uh, just I hope he doesn't win. But I, I think well, not, nothing against Austin Butler. He's but. doing a lot of press about keeping the voice in whatever, which I don't know. I don't think. I guess yeah. With uh, Lisa Marie Presley dying recently, I think that was her name. Yes. Elvis's daughter. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll play a factor in the judges' votes. I don't know. I, I think um, it's just those sort of like big, flashy like movie star roles, and especially when when an actor like takes it to the next level, and, and like you said, like transforming his voice, but also just like uh, adding some like physical, uh, like a physical nature to his performance with like dance and and also the singing is just I, I think it those kind of give you bonus points. I don't know. I, I think Colin Farrell's performance is a bit more a bit more nuanced, and and also just he's been around for a while. I feel like you know Austin, Austin Butler's time can can come. Let's give this one to Colin Farrell. <laughs> But maybe yeah, I, the one for I like this more. I think Elvis is just the type of performance that the Academy seems to like. Like I know they loved um, Rami Malek as for uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. That is the name. It's true. So yeah. I, if I had to pick, I would pick Colin Farrell. But I think Austin Butler is the most likely to win this. Also, to be fair, me me saying that like. 
Colin Farrell should win one just because he's like been around for a while and like doesn't have one. That's 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 the logic that probably has like Al Pacino and Oscar for scent of a woman instead of the Godfather. So um maybe maybe that's not the best way to look at it, but I, I just I, I I hope that um the the flashiness of Elvis and, and the epic quality of that movie won't overshadow the little the little film that is the Banshees of Inisherin, but uh, good for him for the nomination either way. Move on to supporting role. It's Brandon Gleeson for the Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans, Barry Keown for the Banshees of Inisherin, Ihui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well, yeah, I I feel like I feel like Ihui Kwan is is taking this one. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I would great. definitely as as it's good to see him have like a comeback too. I know he's talked about after Indiana Jones, he like thought that was the peak of his career. So I would be happy to see him win. I think going back to the same movie, my favorite performance was Barry Keegan as a uh, Dominic here. Something about him, yeah. I, I kind of always like. I I don't know, but I just kind of feel like he plays the same character in every movie I'm seeing him in. He's always like a weird guy. Like, yeah, I don't think he ever plays something. Exactly, he's like the like the like slightly off-putting like superhero in Eternals, and now he's like the Joker. I don't know. It's just it feels kind of on the nose. He plays like different types. Different of types weird of weird guys. guys. <laughs> he like he showed up to be a weird guy for like two minutes in the Green Knight. Like he's just that's that's like his his thing. He was he was normal in Dunkirk. Don't know if he had speaking lines, but he was just a very. Oh yeah, he was sweet in Dunkirk. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was there. Not much dialogue. He was there on the boat. That's yeah, true. A lot of a lot of staring off into the distance for him there. Brendan Gleeson yeah. also great, but uh, I think Kiwai Kwan just it's uh, between the story of it, like him and Brendan Fraser kind of like reuniting at the Oscars after thirty years, and both of them just having like their comebacks and excitement behind that, and also just. Really spectacular film, uh, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm 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 definitely bit. okay with with that happening. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, um, I think he should win the win that award for sure. Definitely my favorite of all the performances too. And just um, just to note, Brian Tyree Henry is is extremely talented, and I, I'm I'm so excited that he giving a nomination here uh, from Atlanta and, and Bullet Train as well. Causeway. Yeah, no, I'd love to see him keep getting more roles. I think he's great. Uh, cool. On to actress in a leading role. It's Kate Blanchett and Tar, Ana de Armas and Blonde, Andrea Riceborough in Two Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going Michelle Yeoh, but I saw tar recently and i loved kate planchette and tar i thought she was really good but i'm definitely gonna go with michelle yo i yeah i'm between those two i think i'm gonna lean kate planchette and tar i thought it was just like a really nuanced and great performance and then i love that movie I could see it going to Camp Blanchett. I'm still holding out hope. I actually am going to go with Michelle Williams just because I, I thought she was incredible in the Fablemans. Uh, um, just kind of uh, another sort of like off, Dark Horse. 
off the rails uh, mom, kind of like her her role in Shutter Island a bit, but uh, less like you know like murderous. Um, but I, I thought she was just really great in that movie and had just an amazing presence and and uh, some of the most emotional scenes uh, in in any film I've seen this year were, were because of her. So um, open for her that one yeah yeah michelle yo for me just like took it away like i really loved everywhere everything everywhere all at once and that just he did that he like she had a really good role uh, in that movie too so that'd be cool i feel like that's not yeah totally a lot of in like these nominations like roles that yeah. would require i feel that like type of acting as well i'm worried her performance has been lost on me just because it's been about i don't know almost a year now since i've seen that film so yeah i think uh, i saw it in may Maybe I, maybe I need to give that a rewatch before Oscars. Uh, any last thoughts? No, move uh, on. Going to actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett uh, for Black Panther, Hung Chow for The Whale, Harry Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. It it seems like Angela Bassett is taking these and I've been surprised she's been winning a lot of the precursor awards. I didn't think it was like the type of role that people would nominate. I think everyone in the industry just really thinks she's like overdue for an award as well. I'm okay with it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't really. Yeah, she wins. It's cool. I'm definitely also just like anti Marvel. So I'm definitely. (laughs) I would. I hope that. Uh, Stephanie Shu wins, or Carrie yeah. Condon. I um, I'm yeah. going Jamie Lee Curtis just because I love Jamie Lee Curtis and she seems she was really like she's funny been having like a lot of fun at these award shows. She was yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah, she was great. I really liked her role in this. She, I mean, to like apply that much emotion to like a person with like inflatable weird fingers, it was it was well done for her. <laughs> I feel like uh, Carrie Condon so and Stephanie Sue here were the like two with the most screen time in their movies. So I feel like they both had like, the most time to really, really shine for me. Um, I thought Carrie Condon was brilliant, uh, but again, I mean that I I, I love that movie to, to pieces. So I I'm happy to give awards to everyone there. Um, but I I think I'm fine with Angela Bassett taking this one. I think that's what's going to happen, and I'm I'm okay with it. All right. Fair enough. Okay, so let's move to animated feature. I feel like this. this <laughs> I feel like what we, the three of us, are going to say we want here, and what's going to happen here, are are the opposite. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like Pinocchio is going to win this one, but I think we're we're holding out yeah. hope for Puss in Boots. Definitely holding out for Puss in Boots, just like the Logan of animated movies. Yeah, it was some would the, say. the biggest surprise for me this year by far. I feel like Yeah, but Pinocchio is definitely like a masterclass in just like like pure uh technical achievement. My god. Yeah, that was it, it visually it's incredible. I I I wasn't as much of a fan of the story of Pinocchio, although they, they do both both films have very similar themes, I would I would say, and kind of kind of funny that it ended up being this way. And I we're gonna we're gonna break down these two more in depth on a different pod, but um, I I just feel like 
Pinocchio, the the script wasn't wasn't there to match the the visuals. I feel like uh, and the path to delivering on the film's themes was not as as, as clear, and uh, I I felt Puss in Boots executed better. Fully wooden version of Pinocchio was just like he was off putting to me. I don't know. I could never like really get in his corner, even though he seemed like a like a very nice. Like nice boy, young man, I, I I couldn't get behind him. So, I yeah, bet I'm Pinocchio. I bet that kid, that little boy, that little wooden boy, would be happy with Puss in Boots winning. Yeah, I think that's so. Right. And I think that's like Puss in Boots would never back down a Pinocchio though. And I think that's why Puss in Boots deserves the win. Okay, is this a good take? Am I? <laughs> uh, no, I Puss in Boots. Well, maybe by the end. You think he's he's Puss like man? I don't like, I don't um, I don't need the Oscar. I, I just want to like. Go live yeah, my life in peace. He's not chasing. Like differentiate between early movie Puss in Boots and late movie Puss in Boots sure. here. I feel like though, like despite all that character growth, if he like found out he was nominated for an Oscar, it would just it would kind of all go out the door, and he'd like leave his wife to go collect maybe, the award. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 all in on Puss in Boots. Uh, and also, and not to discredit uh, when talking about the script, I also like just like a brilliantly illustrated film, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to more animation. Just looking, looking and feeling like that. Yeah, it, I, agree. I, I, <laughs> we were talking about Shrek Five, and it's like it, it would be funny if Shrek Five just was in like that that sort of like the Spider Verse style. <laughs> be, yeah, yeah. No, that would strange. be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how they would do with it. Strange mashup, like it was. It, you don't you don't think they keep this new style now that like it works I, so well in Puss I don't know. Boots? I feel I feel like it wouldn't work as well in Shrek. Like I feel Shrek is a more. I I don't think he's as like the it doesn't have the same energy as a Puss in Boots movie does. Shrek is like a very different character. So I don't know. But you don't know that this. For, for like I I do know that I do know you, you that Shrek is a very different character. You don't, movie. yeah, but you don't know that it wouldn't work. That this was like they tried something new with this Puss in Boots, and it was like. But I I feel had you told me that they're going to use that style for Puss in Boots, I'd be like, oh yeah, like that would definitely work with Puss in Boots. You'd have been like, what the fuck? Why are they making another Puss in Boots <laughs> movie? <laughs> yeah, I would have said that because I saw the first one when I was twelve, and I thought it was really stupid. And like the Humpty du- Humpty Dumpty was like the worst villain in animated movie history. So I I would have thought tough. that Humpty Dumpty's tough. You think he's but... tough? How? Like, no, he's, like... he's tough as a character to the cross. I would agree with you. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But uh, we'll see. Like we'll, we'll we'll get back to it on the on the Shrek Five post podcast coming out <laughs> next year or twenty. Frozen Boots is just like one of the best cats that grace the screen. What it come on? My top three cats. I like the cat in Inside Lou and Davis. That's my favorite cat. I think, unless I'm I'm missing one. Uh, That's another good cat. Um, who else else is there? I just think the classics. I mean, you got Puss in Boots. You got Tom from Tom and Jerry. That's like a. I mean, that's like he's like a TV cat though. He's not like a movie star cat. cat, But TV, yeah. But he's like the he's like the prestige TV cat, like. Tom and Jerry was that was some real shit. Not uh, like Sylvester. Sylvester what about, doesn't hold a candle. What about the Tom. Pink Panther? Tom would fuck up Pink Panther big time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go to VFX. 
Let's <laughs> give him like animation, like eight minutes here. We're just like talking about like yeah. cartoon <laughs> characters fighting now. So. Yeah, this one I think uh, like Avatar: The Way of Water, no contest at all. Like, yeah, amazing the way they like there would be these blue people like on the screen at the same time with humans, and it just looked like so so well done. Like you couldn't tell at all that they'd been CGI'd in, and Am just I? like deep on their hands and. Everything was amazing. Why, like, I get that, like, Thor Love and Thunder wasn't, like, considered a great movie, but why is, like, the Batman on here and not Thor? That's weird that Batman's on here. What was the... does include... Well, no, that's true. Practical effects, effects. Yeah. I think. So, I, I mean, there was some practical no, that's stuff. True. With... I mean, that's why Top Gun's on here, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think, yeah, obviously, Avatar is the winner here, just, like, James Cameron doing it again, unreal effects like doing it again. Never see anything <laughs> this beautiful in like the CGI room. I'm so like, mad. I so saw good. it in 3D, and it just like wasn't as cool to me because of that. I it's just like the yeah, only I time I never see anything in 3D. Anymore. It was just yeah, I, I got kind of trapped because I I had like a limited amount of time to see it, and it was the only option. And yeah. it was just like I couldn't even wear the 3D glasses because I had my my actual glasses on. So I was just like oh, watching man. the movie with like the three D, like stuff oh, with it, but sucks. without the three D glasses. <laughs> so I was, and I, I think that's like maybe that's why I was just like so annoyed about the yeah, sun that, throughout the whole movie. I was just like, God, like, this you, you, this stupid you idiot the whole just movie, like fuzzy. <laughs> it's this yeah, moron keeps getting his dad in trouble, but really I'm just like I'm mad about like wearing two sets of glasses. So <laughs> yeah, that's really brutal. Um, okay, let's talk original score. Um, Ooh, original score. I... Um, the, the nominees. Oh, yeah, sure. I didn't do that for uh, the last two. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so okay. for, for original score, we've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisharan, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. I... I would give this if i if i was picking this award to give it out for the next like 10 years i would just like i would give it to babylon every time I, okay an I incredible score that one again yeah same i think yeah, i i'll give us all quiet on the western front i just thought babylon yeah. was i and this comes from like damien chazelle also, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna complain for about five minutes later about why this wasn't nominated for best picture. But Damien Chazelle uh, has a background in music and initially wanted to become a drummer, uh, and which led to the inspiration for Whiplash. and uh, And you can see that in his in his films with La La Land and Whiplash, and now Babylon. It's, the music is such a major part of of what he's putting together. And uh, I, I I feel like Babylon is the only movie here where it, it just it wouldn't have been the same without like the just intense fast paced jazz just picking up throughout the film and then the more somber piano medleys uh, and the sadder moments. Um, yeah, just uh, an incredible score, incredible movie. Um, yeah, what what do you guys think taking this one? Yeah, no, this is tough. I don't really have much of an opinion on this one, but. I think Avatar The Way of Water should be on this um, list of nominees. I thought that that movie had a great score. Um, 
I just really liked the movie, but definitely like I thought the score was just like beautiful and like adventurous. Um, but so out of these, I, I guess I would pick everything everywhere all at once. Um, just because okay. that was like a dynamic score. Yeah, I think Fablemans was good. Uh, I, my favorite, still All Quiet on the Western Front. I really like the uh, that one specific sound that they did maybe 10 or 20 times in the movie. It's hard to describe, but I, I liked it. Does that tie more into sound or? I think that's the score. I mean, it was like at the start of, I guess, this, it playing, there was like this uh, kind of bass that went off five times that I really liked. I will give three potential snubs for this one. Yeah. Um, the Batman. Oh, like, yes. That's very, very instantly iconic score. It's just yeah. like, I mean, not to say, like, just something like blowing up on TikTok, like, deserves it an Oscar, but just, uh, I mean, this is a, such a memorable, like, dun, 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 and uh, it's, and throughout the whole thing, I yeah. mean, just That's awesome true. score. No, that... it, like, something, like, no one thought, like, the Hans Zimmer, like, Dark Knight stuff, and could be topped and then it's like that you you get another batman theme and it's like wow this is like this is the one for this generation um yeah pinocchio yeah, top zimmer but it was good for sure should be on this list pinocchio and puss in boots i also felt had had pretty sweet scores um that i've i felt were were more noticeable for me than than banshees of Sharon or the fablemans but um, guess we can't can't fit them all in, sadly. That's true. Move on to best original screenplay. Yeah. So we've got Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Car, and Triangle of Sadness. What do you guys think here? Ah, uh, okay. I mean, I really love Everything Everywhere All at Once, and I thought that was just like an amazing plot but i think i'm gonna go just because i'll be picking everything everywhere all at once there's other things later i'm gonna go triangle sadness because that was really funny and uh a great movie and i think that the the plot in that movie i think i think the the way that the story unfolds is really great um yeah i banshees Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Fablemans, Tar, all great for me. I think I'm going with the Fablemans. I thought it was so interesting how this late in his career, he like basically made a movie kind of asking why he does what he's done for the past 50 years. I really liked how it mixed up just like funny and sweet stuff from his childhood with like the way... It into like how movies he used them as a coping mechanism. There's a lot of stuff going on in it, so I would pick the Fablemans. For me, it's between the Banshees of Inisherin and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, Banshees of Inisherin, I think, just uh, creating like a, an extremely witty and and funny script, while also just like these these ideas of human nature that they brought up in that film. Everything, everywhere, all at once. To be able to 
just imagining that in screenplay form and to be able to imagine that on paper uh i mean is that's an incredible accomplishment uh, especially those like crazy wild montage scenes at the end and just all these these universes they created that uh have these these moments that tie into this theme of the film uh that are so entirely separate from one another uh i mean just to be handed that script as a movie studio and and like i i can imagine it'd be like impossible to like even to share the vision of the writers there but they i mean they they were able to trust them and and ended up being perfect for the blueprint so i think between those two for me i would be happy with either one i i have no preference yeah no definitely a stacked category this year a lot of great ones let's so, go to best adapted screenplay all right I got two complaints well, on this me, one. <laughs> well, let me read the. <laughs> b- before you complain for five also, minutes about how Black Adam isn't nominated, give me give me a second to read the categories. <laughs> <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. I will say I haven't gotten right. a chance to see Women Talking yet. Uh, so. Yeah, I need to see that. Um, first off, why are Glass Onion and Top Gun on this list. This is like, my exact thing. Are, are you adapting? They're based on like, other movies? Like, they're not yeah, really. I guess they're, like, they're adapting sequels. the first movie. It says on Wikipedia for Glass, Onion, and Knives Out based on characters created by Johnson and the film Knives Out. So he's, like, yeah, adapting like, himself? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then Top Gun says based on the film Top Gun. Like written by two other people. Like, okay, I get it. Like, you're like. I think that one sequel. makes more sense. That one makes more sense it's because really it's different don't. writers. I get it that it's different writers, but to me, an adapted screenplay, in my opinion, is taking a movie uh, from a different like enter- media medium of entertainment. Like you're adapting a book, a novella, like uh, you're adapting a video game, whatever. Like that's what like that that to me that's what adaptive screenplay should be, um, it's like the transformation into like a different medium, like you're because you're writing it for a, like a totally different way to uh, like display the story, whereas like just like a sequel, is like based on like things of the first movie like that doesn't make any sense. Wait, so if I if I hit you up tonight and I was like, bro, let's write. Let's write Don't Worry Darling Part 2. And, like, that wouldn't be, like, an adapted screen. I don't know. I, I disagree here. I feel like... Well, it's, I, I understand if it's, it's the same... Ri- the same I agree story. on Knives Out, because if it's the same writer, he's not adapting anything. He's just making a sequel. But for Top Gun, it's like they're adapting... It's, like, the same as if they're adapting, a like, a book or something. It's, like, something they had no part in creating. And okay, if they if they remade the original Top Gun... And it was different writers. Then I could take that as an ad- adaptation. To me, like an adaptation has to be like you're telling the story. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you're basically trying to tell the story from like the same piece of work just through a screenplay in a movie. Like it's not like you're just using like if someone makes a like I guess like our like Batman movies are considered adaptations, which makes sense because it's from the comic book medium. But like if someone remade um like when they made this new batman movie if they were like 
based obviously they say like based on characters created by Bob Kane, whatever, which makes sense. But if they said like based on like the Batman stereo or like the the serious Batman that was uh like foundational in Christopher Nolan's film, that would be stupid. Okay. Well but that's just my point there. I'm still gonna I'm gonna disagree on Top Gun Maverick, I'm gonna agree on Glass Onion. Uh and we can we can we can move on, we but can, I don't know what to pick here. I don't know, uh, I mean, who would replace those? Do you have anything in mind besides Black Adam? Well, based on that logic, <laughs> fucking Avatar 2. That's the screenplay. So, throw that shit on there. Puss that's winning. Boots, the Last Wish. Best yeah, Puss in Boots, throw that on there. <laughs> that actually is, like, that Puss in Boots makes more sense, because that's based on, like, an old, like, like uh, some old-ass, like, fairy tale. 2011 classic. One. No, not even that though. Like Puzzle Dudes is actually like an old, like classic, like fairy tale character. Is it really? Oh my god. Yes. I, I have no idea. Like that that actually that's way more deserving to be on this list. Like so, like it's crazy. Either of those I would take. Just to backtrack for one second, I wanna say the menu for original screenplay. Uh is disappointing. Oh, yes, totally. Um totally forgot about that. But uh menu also yeah, big snub here. Back to adapted. Um. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I, I can agree with you. I don't know where what I would replace those with. So that's that's my yeah. only thing. I'm like, uh, honestly, puss and boots. That like that's for real. Puss and boots. <laughs> so we're going no. puss and boots for best adapted screenplay. <laughs> best adapted screenplay. Okay. We're just we're just fuck this I, category. <laughs> I'm going. Top Gun Maverick. I, I'm also I going think, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, just a really, like, kind of like a perfect blockbuster in many ways in terms of just its structure. It was funny. It was dramatic. I think it checked all the boxes. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, let's move on before uh, <laughs> before shit gets bad. <laughs> sure. No. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Best Director. <laughs> All right. Best Director. This We've one is also got... tough, but I okay. think... First, uh... Okay, I can no, go, go, on, go on with the list, and then I'll, I'll have some comments. I think I'm going to go with, uh... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's give it to The Rock for... Black Adam, <laughs> the, the banshees, the banshees of Inisherin, everything, everywhere, all at once, the Fableman's Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go Triangle of Sadness here, just because I thought it these was these are the really same well exact directed. same exact nominees for original screenplay, right? Uh, Wait, no, not no, no, no. Sorry, the Fableman's just switched out. No, no, it is. It's the, it's the same exact. Yeah. Yes. Uh, wow. Oh wow. Okay. Dang. Okay. Uh, before I get into who I like, three maybe snubs though. I don't know who you take out. James Cameron, Avatar: The Way of the Water. Hundred um, percent. Huge snub. I think Park Chan Wook decision to leave, and SS might pronounce it wrong. Raha Muli for RRR. I think we're all very deserving candidates here. 
But I mean, I I don't know who I would take out. It's hard. Yeah, um, it is difficult. It's tough with only these, five here. Yeah. It is tough with only five. Of these five, I think I would go the two Daniels for everything everywhere all at once. Um, I thought the way they just like blended together, like the whole multiple reality, like switching between these scenes instantly, it was like amazingly edited and really good and creative action sequences. So that's I true. That. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to actually switch and say everything everywhere at once. I'm just having a recently bias with Triangle of Sadness. Although I love uh, Triangle of <laughs> Sadness for sure. Definitely uh, tough to compete with everywhere, every, everything everywhere all at once, though. For the same reasons uh, I I credited them for original screenplay. I mean, just, just being able to put together something of that detail and uh, something that fast-paced... Um, I mean that's an incredible feat as a director, directors. Yeah, definitely. So I would. It's I, like you didn't feel lost in the movie. I would. Uh, they, they really kept it grounded. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would be happy to give it to them. I do have a few snubs. I think Avatar, just for the long-term commitment, the technical achievement, and just the ability to do something that no other director seems to be able to do time and time after again for James Cameron. Totally. Uh, he's top dog. He, I, I mean... He's going to get it for, like, Avatar 5. They're going to do that shit. Probably. Be like, <laughs> I mean, he's already won it, right, for, get it for Titanic, but, I mean, still, sure. just, just to be able to put something together of that magnitude is impressive on its own. Um, I have a couple more. Top Gun Maverick... And this is this is a weird one for for Joseph Kaczynski, just because I feel like from everything that I've like researched about this movie, um, it it truly seems to me like such a collaborative effort of filmmaking. And the I mean I I love hearing like the stories of like the actors kind of like choosing their uh, like their 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 nicknames. Call it's a call sign, right? That's what they call it. Um, and uh, like the it just seems like there was a lot of decision making that went into this film post the script being written. And uh, I mean, just as a director being able to like make these changes and make these decisions and uh, put together a film that coherently uses like its action sequences to tell story without like over the top, uh, like dialogue and exposition, uh, just I, I think a great accomplishment in like visual storytelling, uh, for especially for a blockbuster. So I, I think that's uh, an underrated one there. So those are my my two extras. Oh, and Babylon. Sorry, Babylon. Yeah, for Damien Chazelle, just uh, I, I, I think very unfortunate that it seems like the poor reviews have cost this film. Oscar nominees that I feel like it definitely deserved. Gotcha. Shall we move on to the the big one? Yeah. Okay. This one we have ten to choose from here. So for best picture, yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Fablemans, Car, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. 
yeah, this is a really good selection. A lot of great movies. I would, uh, I'm definitely giving it to every, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like when I saw it in May, or May, it might have even been in April uh, of last year. It was just like such a great movie, and I like wanted more throughout the entire thing. And like there was multiple points in the movie where you think it kind of ends, and then I was so excited for it to continue. And so, like walking out of that movie, I knew it was it was it was my favorite movie of like the last like two years, I think. So, um, definitely going with that. Although I would love to give it also to Avatar: The Way of the Water because I love Avatar. <laughs> but um, everything, everywhere, all at once, definitely my pick. Um, yeah, I'm I'm between Avatar, Fableman's, everything, and Ban. I think I would go. I would actually go Avatar here. I nice. I just like loved Avatar. I I want to go see it again. Um, I really just wanted to go visit that beach area. Great blockbuster. Loved all of the family introduced. The. Uh, general character is fun. I just had a really great time seeing this movie. Uh, I think it does mean a lot to Hollywood too, like having it make so much money. And I don't think... Yeah, yeah, I think I would pick Avatar The Way of Water. In terms of snubs, I would have liked to see um, maybe Decision to Leave getting in here. I really like that movie as well. But of these nominees, I would pick The Way of Water. Yes, snubs definitely going the menu. Because the menu should have been on here. Knocking off Top Gun Maverick. Fucking absolutely. Knocking off Top Gun Maverick. The menu should have been on here. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on the menu. I was hoping after Parasite that uh, Decision to Leave might make it on. Uh, just because of the sort of excitement around Korean cinema that popped up a few years ago. Um, really hoping that's something we'll continue to see more of. I'm really I and I I will just a quick note. I'm really hoping that Robert Pattinson being in the uh, the next Bong Joon Ho movie. I I'm really hoping that sort of opens a path for for like more normalized, uh, more normalized uh, foreign cinema be exposed as like mainstream American movies. Uh, I I I think like if I mean if the film industry kind of stays as it is with like all these like blockbuster movies and and actors kind of sort of moving to television i'm hoping more of them will start to move towards like working with foreign directors um i hope yeah. that's like a trend that, that sort of continues to pick up after this movie i mean we saw a little of that with like ryan gosling uh, in the 2010s um I, I i hope that picks up more but anyways that tangent my nominee i i think my pick for best picture I think it's going to be everything everywhere all at once. I think to me, this seems like film that really meant the most to people this year. Um, just, I mean, it's like one of the highest rated movies ever on Letterboxd. Like, I think this was something that, that really, uh, like film lovers really seem to enjoy this. And, uh, I think it's like a creative, exactly. And it, it, it's standing the test of time. Uh, having been released nearly a year ago and still like being like a popular part of, of the American conscience all this time later and, and getting the nomination. It's awesome. Uh, we'd be happy with the Fableman's winning it too. Um, 
not that Steven Spielberg needs any more awards, but it it. it I don't know. Has he, has he won two Best Picture? Or mm. you know? I will Google it real quick. He won for one Schindler's three. List. Best He's directing, he has two. He has one for Best Picture. Oh, what was the best directing for Schindler's List? And Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I yeah, do I'm, think I'm I'm not particularly a Spielberg fan. I think usually his movies are just they're not really uh, the type of thing that interests me. But this this one it it really did, and I found it really touching. Uh, so I would be very happy with that one. Also, with the Banshees of Inisherin, I don't think it will, but um, awesome movie, and I, I'm. Wishing it the best. Uh, my one, I I would take Elvis off of this list. Um, yeah. And I would, any of the following would be fine as replacements. I think Babylon, the menu, and also Nope, was something oh, that yeah, I'm surprised nope. just got like totally left out. Here, that's and I think, true. Like, that would have been a really good like screenplay. Definitely like and, like oh my god yeah like Kiki Palmer best supporting actress that would have been a good. Wait, uh, yeah. Nomination. Where is she on here? <laughs> she's not. We're like we're like she, talking about the supporting be. supporting actress role. Like, yeah, I don't really know who to give this to, but I oh, would. Yeah. yeah, that I would very happily give that. Was awesome in that movie, and I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of. I mean, yeah, I think even like and like the menu too. Um, like Ray Fiennes, like, yeah, great role, and same with uh, uh, that guy who plays like that character in X Men First Class. I forgot his name. He, he was awesome, an awesome character. He was in hilarious. Oh his his cousin. No, it was my favorite. That I think is like Nicholas my favorite Holt. character of the year. Oh my god! Yeah, it's that like, was like but, awesome. It's such a good. It's like an amazing I mean, role. rendition of like that specific type of like celebrity obsessed person. Oh my god! Yes, it's so good. Yeah, that movie it's is like, great. Like that, that and Triangle of Sadness. That movie and Triangle of Sadness both have this like good like, um, visual critique. And, and like a dialogue based critique of like luxury in society. I thought it's, it's they're yeah, both just, like the, really the good in that. All of the men running to escape and him peering through the window, seeing what kind of dish they were eating. Like, oh my <laughs> I god. I know. It's oh my god. Yeah. Another movie it's that amazing. I think really uh, kind of went under, under the radar this year that I thought was brilliant was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Love it's like a really, really funny horror movie. Uh, yeah, you gotta see it. I, it's it's one of those things. Like, I I feel like I can't really talk about it without like spoiling things. With like about why I, I loved it so much. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about it sometime after you've seen it. But I I thought that was a really yep. strong film and and some some great performances in there too. Yeah, I don't know what the opposite of a snub is, but in terms of like a, a movie that should absolutely be eliminated from this list is fucking Top Gun Maverick. I hate that it's nominated. Why do you hate I Top hate Gun Maverick? Do you hate I'm that so, dude, I'm military so propaganda? It's literally, dude, it's just military propaganda. <laughs> like, literally. They, they like, bombed a, an unnamed nation, dude, that had uh, uranium, so it's so okay. fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> literally doesn't make any sense, the movie itself. Like, not at all. Like, the fact that they're, like, supposedly, like, oh, man, they're going to defund the military? No way. <laughs> number two like just absolutely like the military literally like the the the, the part, department of defense literally like edits these scripts like and makes like heavy suggestions um 
not good. Yeah, they do that for Marvel movies. too. It's like really they, yes, they do. They a hundred percent do. So yeah, I'm not behind any of those fucking movies. That, but it touched the American conscience though, and everyone. So yeah, dude, don't you care about what the Rust Belt thinks of movies too? <laughs> yeah, man. You know what, dude? They should watch the first Top Gun. The first Top they Gun did. is like better, and it, the first Top Gun sucks, but like it's better than this. <laughs> it is like kind of. It's like too much eighties cheese for. I really like the new Top Gun. No, it is. That's I, why it's hilarious. I liked it. I I, I don't care. It's, I, <laughs> I, I, I like I, seeing Miles Teller and tom cruise and and the rest of the one, cast fly planes it was fun one last take not a snub and not what sam just said one movie that you think would be an awards movie that i really am happy wasn't here at all this year was bones and all by luca <laughs> oh my Martin. god i forgot just about that the most I know. bizarre movie i've seen in my life i i really loved Call Me by your name i thought it was like one of the best romance movies of like the last 20 years basically in this movie there's like these two they call themselves eaters and they're just cannibals and there's some yeah. kind of weird world where they can't help that they eat other people so they just like fall in love while like murdering and killing people and then feeling bad about it it's so bizarre and i don't want to spoil the end of this movie but it has like the worst ending <laughs> i've seen in my life so very happy that Bones and all didn't make it. I totally forgot yeah, to watch that movie. You don't need to. Read the summary. Specifically, I didn't see it specifically because you said it sucked. So. Yeah. yeah. No need, no need to, to see it. this movie. A lot of other great ones came out. Hoping uh, for something good from his next movie because he's a great director. But I wasn't that yeah, big on Calling By Your Name. After I saw the menu in theaters, I almost did a double feature and saw... Uh, bones and all but i'm glad i didn't okay yeah <laughs> i did a double feature with the fablemans and babylon and it was like that's like seven, wow. seven yeah. hours in the theater it was just had like i, I think it's just like the like babylon in itself is is a little headache inducing i think on its own it wouldn't be in like a bad way but it's just like so fast paced and after like the fablemans was, was quite emotional and babylon was a lot in a different way so just that's awesome there's a wild a wild double feature um yeah we can wrap it up there great all right thanks cool. guys